You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, we're back. Sophia Lemon and Petro on the Double Exposure Show. Now I want to say with Sophia and Petro. <laughs> <laughs> but the important part is that we're back. Um, if you want to find show notes for this episode, go to doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 33. And uh, we'd love to see your pretty face on Facebook in our group uh, on the Double Exposure Show group uh, where you can join the community and be part of the conversation. And today we're going to have a discussion, (laughs) (laughs) a rather awkward discussion about some things that make you feel awkward. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's feeling awkward now, Uh, tuning in. People are driving. They're like, what is this? Oh, no, this this is making me feel weird. This doesn't Doesn't feel right. Oh, yes. (laughs) Something's something's, something's wrong. Before we begin, how's it going, Sophia? What's new? Oh, you know, lots of stuff. Um, I've talked about my friend Ralph and Carolyn Rivera, have I not? Yes, you have. They have a podcast. And what's their podcast about? Podcast. Um, <laughs> I can't even believe that I can say that like that. I'm like the worst with accents. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, they originally had a podcast called Web Search Social, which I have for sure mentioned on the show before, I'm pretty sure. Um, And they have since changed it to carbon-based business units, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious. (laughs) Anyway, you should go check out their show because it's good, Um, but also because... They mentioned me in this week's episode in a pretty embarrassing way. <laughs> I asked. Okay. I, I know. I asked Ralph to, speaking of awkward conversations and stuff, I asked Ralph to listen to the first episode of Ridiculously Happy People, which mm-hmm. is my new podcast mm-hmm. for Ridiculously Happy People, obviously. Um mm. And he didn't like my intro because I was saying um, I'm a professional wedding and portrait photographer, um, baseball player, and sweatpants wearer. (laughs) And he said, it just doesn't sound right that you're telling people you're a professional sweatpants wearer. And I just was like, I'm not a professional sweatpants wearer, but I wear sweatpants. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Back it up. I can can argue that you are a professional sweatpantser (laughs) because... Uh, if you currently or at any time are wearing sweatpants while contributing to your income, mm-hmm. while making money, that qualifies as a professional sweatpants. Ha! Take that, Ralph. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming, yeah. Ralph. But, uh, <laughs> but he made me change exposure it. exposure one, Ralph. Yeah. Zero. Okay. <laughs> but he made me change it. Um, and by that, I mean, I listened to him and took his advice. And I don't think that he's thrilled with what I changed it to, which was bacon lover. But... I was going to say, I, for some reason, I remember Bacon yeah. Lover. Yeah, I changed it. And now hmm. now okay. he's saying, but are you passionate about bacon? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then he challenged me to send him pictures of me with bacon, like taken in the past year. <laughs> and I said, I don't have any. 
because I eat the bacon before I can take a picture of it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm surprised because I think I have pictures with bacon. Hmm. So. Yeah, I do. Well, not. I challenge you to get some photos with bacon. I mean, that shouldn't be too hard. I bet no, you probably, probably not. have bacon every day. Well, no, but I would if I could do it without feeling like a fatty. <laughs> I think you you were a bacon lover before being a bacon oh, lover boy. was cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Seems like everybody always, you know, I read a lot of these descriptions and they sound very forced. Yep. Um and I and I want to say that I I try not to be like one of these descriptions. Mm -hmm. But at some point you kind of fall prey to it and fall victim to it and you can't help it, but you know, a lot of you who are starting out, do yourself a favor and and make it make it relatable. Yeah. You know, um, if I had a dollar for every time I read a description that said, you know, I am so and so, I am 33 years old, uh, I'm a father, a husband, a friend, it's like, yeah, I get it. You're also one of the people whose description is like the other millions of people who are launching a photography brand. Yeah. And I'm, right. I guess I might change it cause I can see the whole like passion thing. Um, mm -hmm. that makes sense. I would say that I'm pretty passionate about bacon, but <laughs> still, still considering it. changing it. But anyway, um, they were making fun of me being a millennial and by that mm -hmm. they meant younger than them. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Um, darn it. I was just thinking as you were talking, they were making fun of me being younger and like, no, you don't need to be cute. Like be professional. And then I'm thinking about like these younger folks on, uh, Instagram, like they have like their age, sex, location in their description, <laughs> mm -hmm. which I find pretty entertaining. And I just want to tell I do. like, all of the young photography students, you don't need to have your age on everything. No one cares how old you are, but exactly. That is, I'm 23 yeah, but years now old. Now I feel like an old fuddy-duddy <laughs> saying that out loud. So, oh, well. Well, a millennial is somebody who is born between 82 and 2004. That would be me. Yeah. So I don't know why such a wide gap. <laughs> um, but I think they used to be called Generation Y, mm -hmm. the Gen Ys. We still are sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm a Gen Xer. I was born in 1980. Old man. Yep. <laughs> Makes me 37 years old. I'm going to put that on my description. I'm 37 years old. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? If you can take anything away from this episode, it's uh, when you're talking about yourself, uh, you're selling yourself. Nobody cares if you're 23 or if you're yeah. 33. Um, they, they just want to know if you're uh, affordable and good. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, that term will come up a lot. Uh, you know, are they cheap? That's, that's what people want to yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> and then the secondary thing is, are they good? <clears throat> and it all comes down to priorities. Everybody has different priorities. And uh, I had a conversation earlier with a friend about buying a car. And... You know, he's he's asking a big group of people to recommend a car for him because, you know, his family's growing and he doesn't want to get a minivan. Not quite yet, but he wants to uh, see what everybody else's, uh, you know, experience is who has three kids. And everybody's saying, get this, get this, get this. And of course, more than half of the people are telling him to get a minivan. <laughs> 
which part of me is like, did you guys not read his request? But whatever, that's fine. Um, and after I saw about, about 100 replies or so, um, I wanted to put something into perspective. And I said, you know, you should make a list of priorities rather than worrying about what people are going to recommend because people will recommend what they have experience with. And <clears throat> having a good experience is actually one of the things that builds value in whatever it is that you're talking about or, you know, whether it's a car or a photographer. So I said, for you, the priority, since you're putting kids in it, should be, number one, safety. Um, number two, three, four, five are interchangeable, but things like heated reliability, seats, comfort. Well, yeah, heated comfort, steering right? wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those are all interchangeable, but the number one priority should be safety. And then, you, you know, fill it with, every, with all the ones and halves. It's funny that that and is like uh, the last priority for people. It's not even a priority yeah. for people, if, if you want my opinion on the matter. By the way, if um, people are wondering what all that noise is, for, for one thing, <laughs> um, Tank is chewing a bone. I understand. Yep, yep, he's chewing. And then my friend Brady Record is here banging around downstairs oh. doing some painting. So great. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, there's going to be lots of noise. In Dick the background. Move, I know bro. what the hell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Tank's been really destructive lately. He's, he's been, uh, chewing on an Elkhorn, uh, just now. <laughs> and he's been, he's been good. He's an, but, he's uh, an adolescent. What do you expect? Yeah. He's a millennial. <laughs> <Not quite>. <laughs> <laughs> well, in dog <laughs> years, he might be <laughs> true. Right. He's my best bud. Uh, but just to wrap up the right. story about the, the car experience, <laughs> um, it's, it, he, he said, you know, um, he said, yeah, definitely safety would be a priority. Um, but a couple of other people kind of mentioned that to me. They're like, yeah, you know what? That's not something we really think about. Um, and uh, one thing that I wanted to point out is that everybody's going to recommend what they have. Yeah. And everybody did. Every single person's like, I have a Honda Odyssey. I have a, you know, I have a Dodge Journey, uh, which is the most disgusting vehicle on the road today. <laughs> and I do not apologize to anybody Wait, who drives a Dodge Journey. I need to look this up. <laughs> um, every, every winter I see one or two. Uh, huh, it is one like of the first on the roof. results in Google, Dodge <laughs> Journey. Let's see. Journey. There you go. The most disgusting vehicle ever produced. That's not what it says, but um, oh, it looks fine. <laughs> it's gross. I thought it was going to be like a uh, Zook or something or whatever that. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my goodness. You need to look up the Zook car. Okay. I'll look it up for you. You keep talking. <laughs> look it up for me and I'll, and I'll okay. continue my story. Um, so same thing goes for photographers. Uh, you know, if you if you hop on Facebook or if you do any other social media where you go, hey, guys, need a recommendation looking for a photographer, everybody's going to say, hire this person. They're the best. And the reason they're going to say that is because they had an experience with you. They're in no way, shape or form uh, are in a position to make that call uh, to call somebody the best. Uh, because chances are that they've only ever experienced possibly one other photographer. But everybody will automatically recommend somebody that they've had a great experience with. So your job is to make great experiences with your customers before, after, during, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, oh, the Juke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Juke. I love that car. That's so pretty. No. <laughs> <laughs> We obviously have different tastes in cars. <laughs> yeah. 
love everything that's abstract and looks cool and funky. That's why I like motorcycles because they're just they're just so unique. You know, every every bike is slightly different, and the the lines and the exposed frame pieces oh, <laughs> just gives me chills. I love it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My bike is sitting outside right now, waiting for to be ridden, and here I am recording a podcast. So let's hurry this up. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for summer. By the way. I know. I hear you. I played but. baseball in the rain and cold over the weekend, and I am ready for it to be nice out. Well, it's beautiful now. After the you know the experience we had, where I thought that I'm going to see Noah floating by on his heart. <laughs> and um, oh, did you guys have so flood warnings too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, entire Ontario region. <laughs> the from, entire Ontario uh, region. <laughs> Yeah, every all between the lakes. Like, I swear, my neighbors thought that the lakes are just going to fill up and swallow up this <laughs> southwestern Ontario leg here. Um, basically, people get people frustrate me sometimes. <laughs> the only exposure that I get to the states these days is pretty much the podcast that I listen to. Like, a lot of them are mm-hmm. they're based in the states, and I find it so funny when they're talking about you know California being so big, and I'm like. Wait a minute. <laughs> Am I missing Lots something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which literally makes it smaller. <laughs> Does it not? I feel mm, like it's all, it's all, the yeah, more people you cram sure into a small space, the smaller the space gets. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Sorry I, to I all of our new listeners in the States, because apparently that's happening now. <laughs> How cool is I that? I can't wait to hear of their funny comments about us being super Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do, eh? <laughs> I think we have to punctuate but. every sentence now with a, eh? <laughs> they're, they're the ones who started it. Every time there's a sporting event or anything that, you know, the entire world, entire world competes at, they, they all chant USA, USA. <laughs> so they, who are they to talk? I, know, I don't really know where the A Canadian thing came from because I don't think I say <laughs> it that much, like not any more than any American does. You know something funny when the, the time I catch myself saying it the most is when I'm talking to my uh, Canadian, to my American friends. <laughs> um, I have friends who are in Wisconsin and well, everywhere, but... Uh, whenever they come down to uh, Canada for work or anything like that that's work-related um, and we end up talking, I catch myself saying A all the time. <laughs> so they must make fun of me. And that kind of leads to a little bit of an awkward situation. Yeah, I mean, we could start on today's topic, I guess. I kind of did already. We're just basically super awkward today is what we're getting at. <laughs> By the way, so, I think that I am an incredibly awkward person. I don't think... But I think you do it to yourself. <laughs> that I believe that I'm awkward or that I make myself awkward. Hmm. Interesting point. Do you think I'm an awkward person? Uh, you can be. Yeah. You very well can I'm, be, especially in in like a social setting mm-hmm. where there's more than just Me. you and one person. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you can be. Uh, and sometimes I, I, I literally do think you personally do it to yourself. Um, perhaps you don't know what to say or you don't know well, what the person's asking you. But For one uh, thing, I hate small talk. And mm-hmm. for another thing, 
I don't know about the other thing that you were saying. <laughs> well, and I, and I hate small talk in terms of weather. So that's what I was going to say a little earlier. Um, I don't like talking about weather because you can't change the weather and I'm observing the same weather you are. <laughs> so I don't ever see the need to discuss it, right? Oh, lots of snow today, eh? Really? Oh, so... I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, before that ball <laughs> tournament, every single person I talked to would say, oh, that's not canceled? Like, you're going to have horrible weather. There's no way you can play. And I'm like, okay, clearly you've never played baseball before because <laughs> I have played in right. snow. Like, this yeah. thing's happening. But every single person, <laughs> by the end of Friday, I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear your opinion anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Um, yesterday I was doing lots of yard work. Uh, I spent uh, almost six hours outside just pruning bushes, cutting the grass, mowing the lawn, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And my and my neighbors walked by, whom I met for the first time since living here f since last June, because they're just hermits and I've never seen them <laughs> outside. And so, and they're walking walking by in winter coats, and I'm outside in t-shirts and shorts. Yep. And they, they felt the need to justify why they were wearing a winter coat. They're like, well, we walk around the block and in the shadows where there's no sun. It's really cold. And I'm like, it's, it's cool, guys. It's fine. <laughs> um, and so they felt the need to, you know, have like a two, three minute discussion about the mm -hmm. weather. And for some people, that would be a really awkward situation where for me, I just kind of go along with it. And I have a, a very good ability to kind of bullshit people and just, you know, nod and smile and even carry on the conversation I don't want to be a part of. Um, kind of like this entire podcast so far. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, but I thought it'd be funny if I said it, you know, because 33 episodes later. Um, and, uh, but, but reality is, uh, my, my take on it is this. Uh, it's a beautiful day. You don't have to say a beautiful day, eh? Just, just say hello. Literally wave. I don't care. Or just walk by me. I'll be fine. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't really see the need to do that. So really, I'm not worried about it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me so much that I'd have a big problem with it. But yeah, small talk tend, does tend to make you awkward. I, I did realize that. Mm -hmm. And you, you tend to show it by um, kind of fidgeting a little bit mm -hmm. and maybe kind of going, um... Well, <laughs> your words turn into not words, just not words. <laughs> That's right. So, well, but having said that, it's, it's just um, funny because I've had a bunch of people lately be like, you're pretty smart or something, um, implying or something, implying that I'm like charismatic or something. And I'm like, I sent when I sent that episode, the first episode of my new podcast to Ralph, I was like. I almost sound smart and charming. <laughs> and then he listens to it. And then he goes, yeah, you do sound pretty good. I didn't think that you would based on your description. <laughs> Great. Like I was lying or something. A, such a gentleman. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Ralph's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a super awkward person, which makes meeting with clients sometimes a little bit difficult. And that that's the thing, yeah. So... Earlier when I had mentioned about uh, people giving uh, a recommendation based on experience only, they're given it because they had a great experience. If you had a really crappy experience with somebody, you would definitely 
tell that individual about a crappy experience you had and you wouldn't recommend this person yeah. you would actually do the opposite you'd say yeah you know what whatever you do don't choose Sophia yeah, she's, so she's the awkward. worst right <laughs> and I find in recommendations there's two there's either the best or the worst it's not like you know what she's probably the second best but she was really awkward <laughs> so I wouldn't choose her it'd be like she's the worst <laughs> do not choose her you know and you know what's really annoying though is that it's you always feel awkward when you're not filling the silence, but you don't need to always fill the silence. Silence. True. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. And I interrupted and, you I again. Mean, Go on. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. But the silence is what makes things uh, awkward. Mm-hmm. Um I was talking to uh, a friend who has a car dealership. I'm going to talk about cars. And he said he misses the day when you were allowed to smoke indoors, when it was socially acceptable, because he said when he would be doing a car deal, he would be uh, being FaceTimed. (laughs) When he'd be doing a car deal, he would be sitting at his desk and, you know, he would tell the people, okay, this is the price for the car. And then he would just sit back and light a cigarette and just do it very slowly, you know, <laughs> take it out of the pack, put it in his mouth, light it, sit back, take a deep breath with that thing in your mouth, you know. And just and there was, n- there was no need to talk. And he goes, there's nothing like that today. You can't really do anything today to, to, to fill that gap. You know, there's, so people, people barely have time in an office to think about it, right? So I suggested it to him. I said, well, you can... Rather than offering people a coffee or a drink as soon as they come in, I said, why don't you wait for the opportunity to do that when you need that moment of silence rather than a cigarette? So rather than lighting a cigarette like you could in the past, I said, why don't you get up and say, hey, I'm going to go grab a a bottle of water uh, or a cup of coffee. Can I get you guys anything? Mm. And he's like, oh, that's not a bad idea. But, you know, usually they say no. And then what do you do? I said, well, still go and grab yourself a bottle of water, (laughs) you know, but... But it's so true. It's it's that awkward silence that gives people, you know, the the wrong impression sometimes. So, um, I guess we should fill our listeners in after 22 minutes of listening. Um, today we're talking about uh, awkward situations and uh, how to possibly avoid them, <laughs> and how to possibly weasel out of them when you're meeting with clients or potential clients. So, any uh, any awkward situations come to mind, Sophia? When you're meeting with clients? Um, the most recent, I had a sales session on Friday. And mm-hmm. it was with a client slash friend. I used to play baseball with this girl. She also works with my dad. So we have lots to talk about. I can at least like make fun of my dad with her. So that's nice. good. Um, we don't make fun of my dad. My dad's cool. But the point is, um, she brought her partner with her. And while she was getting herself some coffee, he and I were just sort of sitting there in silence. And I was trying to ask him questions and just silence. And like, how's your day going? Silence. Did he answer you? Yeah, he's like, oh, fine. Okay, did you you have anything to eat yet today? Or you don't want anything to drink? (laughs) Oh, no, I'm fine. (laughs) And then she, she comes back. Um, and I think I made fun of him a little bit for being so quiet or something. And she said, oh, he's 
preoccupied with his car. There's something wrong with it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I forget that guys are like this sometimes. Like you get something on your mind and then you, that's all you can think about. You can't, you can't think about anything else. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's true. depends how emotionally attached you are to things. <laughs> there's uh, it, it's funny, but there's, there's this like meme out on the internet and I wish I remembered all the details, but it goes like this uh, where um, wife comes home and you know, her husband's just kind of depressed and she tries to talk about everything and he's constantly just being short with her and everything. And it turns out that it's exactly it. There's, there's something wrong with his motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> and she feels that like the relationship's yeah, falling yeah, apart. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, well, that, I, that could happen. And I've had, um, clients come into the studio. I have one guy who is like perfectly capable of carrying on a conversation but he was just so quiet in the studio like no words were coming out of his mouth like mm -hmm. from the moment he arrived so I was like ah <laughs> awkward <laughs> like I don't know what to say well, we to have you to realize. you have to smile come on <laughs> and that's what, what you have to realize is that it's it's something that we do every day and we're very used to it but um thanks to the media and the, the movies um, photo shoots are perceived as this high-end um, thing that, you know, celebrities partake in. And you feel like you don't know what to do. You, you, you've never experienced it. So, yeah, there's going to be this certain level of awkwardness. Now, if you get there, if you're at the photo shoot stage, then you've, do, you've done okay. You know, that's, that's, that's the least of your concern. I mean, you may have some issues directing your client and things like that, but... Hey, if you're if you're already shooting, that's fantastic. The uh, biggest problem that a lot of people have is getting to that stage because of uh, awkward silences and situations. And when you start out and you start meeting clients, let's say you're in a coffee shop, like we talked about, you know, yeah. in episode eight or, or Was whatever. Was it eight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If you if you're listening to this and you're curious which episode it was, don't look at the titles. Just go listen to all of them. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. um, it'll be worthwhile, anyways. <laughs> and so, so if you're sitting there and you know you kind of said something and the other person's not really reacting to it, and you're still hoping to get the answer, and you don't really know if you should ask it again if they heard you or whatever, and you're in this like awkward silence, awkward situation. What do you do? You know, what's the next step to take? Um, my suggestion is to just move on, <laughs> move on to something different. Um, whether, whether it was you asking for the sale or whether it was asking if, you know, if they, if you're meeting with a wedding client and you're trying to find out if they have a certain plan for their day or whatever, and they just, they're either not answering you or they didn't hear you, or it's kind of an awkward silence. Just, just say, we can come back to that point and just move on. All right. Do not, do not just sit there and be like, well, I have to get an answer for this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's, and that's the, one of the biggest mistakes that I think people w would make is, uh, you just, you're like, but we need to cover this. We need to talk about this. Yeah. I will now have this in the back of my mind, like this gentleman had with his car. <laughs> now this is going to bug me and I'm going to need an answer for it. Damn it. Why don't we just finish talking yep. about it? Um, but speaking of awkward moments, I may have shared a situation where, 
I had photographed a bride and groom to be um, during a winter season, mm-hmm. and we did an engagement session for them. And it was a really lengthy engagement session. I spent about five hours with them between the time we met until I dropped them off, and we went to three different locations. Um, but it was great. It was super duper freaking cold, super duper hard because they were freezing and they weren't wearing any coats. And you know, the photo shoot itself was just just a very difficult one. Mm-hmm. But then uh, at the end of it, um, when we met, I'd say a couple of weeks later or so, the bride um, suggested that she's not confident with my ability. Because the photos that she received, none of them had saturation. Yeah. The first thing that out of my mouth should have been, like, are you, <laughs> like, mentally and physically, <laughs> you know, not all there? Like, are you processing this information? Like, did you fall on your head? <laughs> did somebody hit you on the way here? I, I really wanted to be kind of rude to yeah. her. Uh, but, you know, obviously I took... Um, the higher road and I explained to her there is no there's no saturation in white snow and you know (laughs) we can't we can't saturate something that's not there it's white and she wasn't happy with that right (laughs) she's like well just just not confident that in July when the trees are green and everything's blooming that it's just going to have that saturated look and Mm -hmm. it probably took us an hour to get through because it doesn't matter how many times I told her listen Here's my here's my photos from the summer. Every other wedding I did was in the summer. It didn't matter. Like she kept coming back to that, and I honestly couldn't figure out what to do at that point. And so the entire um, wedding flashed before my eyes. I just thought, if I can't explain the basic of things to this person, imagine what the entire photo shoot's going to be like on the day of. Imagine what it's going to yeah. be like afterwards and i was confident that the images were going to be well saturated and look fantastic to this day i i i stand behind my quality oh, that would have been <laughs> and but i actually just told her you know what it doesn't sound like sound like i'm getting through to you so i'm going to refund all of your money and i'd like you to just go <laughs> <laughs> and you want to talk awkward situation that's an awkward situation. Well, and the irritating part is she was probably trying to get you to back out of it so that she could get her money back. <laughs> I don't really know because it seemed like a huge shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she sat there awkward kind of thinking like, uh, what do we do now? And I told her, you know what? You still have five, six months before your wedding. I'm sure you'll find somebody. There's more than enough photographers out there. And uh, she did. She ended up hiring somebody that we know, and the photos were fine. Um, I definitely think she paid more for them, actually, in the end, because of being at last minute. But, uh, yeah, that that was definitely a super-duper awkward situation (laughs) where she had no idea what to do, and there was a bit of an awkward silence. And um, you just have to be professional. You can't... Uh, raise your voice. You shouldn't raise your voice. You shouldn't uh, be vulgar, call people names, or be demeaning to them. But uh, you need to stand your ground. Yep. So like I said, that was really, really awkward. Um, so what did I do? I just basically deflected by saying, uh, okay, so mm-hmm. I'll give you 24 hours to think about it. 
and uh, send you on your way. <laughs> Meanwhile, in my mind, I had my, my mind was made up. Um, but um, I basically had kind of a way out by saying, okay, well, you know what? That's my offer. You can think about it. But no matter what would happen the next day, I was just going to say, I was going to fire them regardless. Yeah. Well, it turned out she ended up firing her hair and makeup team. Yeah, you, uh, you said this before. Right. Turned yeah. out she ended up firing everybody. So, But you want to talk about awkward situations, that's, that's about as awkward as it gets. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, additional awkward situations were when you're trying to direct a family session and you you see uh, grandpa sitting on the bench or something and you ask them to get up and move over and you don't realize it, but he's blind. Oh, geez. <laughs> you yeah, know? that would uh, be scary. <laughs> but, but again, these, these are things, these are little anecdotes that you get to tell anecdotes that you get to tell uh, each other and your friends and you can share it yeah. with with the acquaintances but the the key is you've already made you're you're already shooting you're yeah. already there you're already done your job um so part of it is just being likable being creating that lasting impression where um a client has the confidence to say you know what uh, we use Sophia for everything, and she's the best. Even though she's awkward, she's awesome. <laughs> I like to think of my awkwardness as charming, and I can use it to make fun of myself and hopefully make other people feel more comfortable. For example, uh, when people are feeling like a little bit off or nervous or they don't want someone looking at them with a camera when they're kissing, um, I right. usually will say something like, I really hate having my photo taken. Um, and they usually go, yeah, me too. I hate having my photo taken. I feel so awkward. And I'm like, don't even worry about it. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but part of me would want to be like, why are we here? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, <laughs> let's just go. I think for directing people, one of the most awkward things I've had to deal with is the family around the, um, the wedding party or the bride and groom. So I remember this one time, everyone in the family was great. No one was wearing sunglasses. And then we get to the photo with the father of the groom. And I say, can you take your sunglasses off, please? And he goes, no, no, I can't. No, I'm not going to do that. And he wasn't, he wasn't a jerk or anything. He was just very sure of himself. And no, he was not taking off his glasses. <laughs> I was like, wow. oh, um, okay, well, he'll be the one person with raccoon eyes, I guess. Okay. And it's always a problem with the sunglasses, and I try to make a joke of it, you know, where an entire family, for some reason, ha all has transition lenses. Um, and I say, okay, everyone, take off your sunglasses. They're like, but we all wear glasses. Yes, that's fine. You can wear your glasses when you look at the photo later. But right now, take them off, because I can't see your eyes, and it looks weird. Like... Photos with sunglasses on look weird. Like you can't like connect with the people in them. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I, I stopped worrying about this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and, I, and I kid you not. If I, if I say, hey, do you want to take your sunglasses off? And when they say like, no, these are my, tra they're transitions. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll just be completely upfront and I'll say, you know what? You're not the bride and groom. We don't need to see you guys. <laughs> and then I'll look at the bride and groom and just kind of smile. Nine times out of ten, the bride will look over and be like, Steve, take off your yeah. glasses. 
because they'll be like her brother's The wedding party is usually really easy. They take off their sunglasses and everything. Like, they're fine with it. Sorry. Just to clarify, I do not photograph wedding parties nude. That's not what I meant by they take off their sunglasses (laughs) and everything. They just take off their sunglasses. That's it. Um, I don't think anybody's (laughs) mind went there, Sophia, but thanks. Speaking of awkwardness. Right. but it's mostly the extended family, like aunts and uncles. And for some reason, they have to be the most cranky people at a wedding. I don't know what is up with that, but. I don't, I don't get it either. <laughs> but the, I've, I've stopped caring. Because again, I'm at, I'm at the point where I've already been paid and I'm doing my job and I just want the bride and groom to acknowledge that I at least tried. Uh, yeah, I usually, because, I'll know. usually make the comment, can you take off your sunglasses? If they say something, I'll be like, oh, okay, well. You can wear your sunglasses or your glasses when you're looking at the photo. And then usually some of them start to take off their glasses. And then some of them are like right. trying to be stubborn. And I know that the bride and groom want them to take their glasses off. So I just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'm a huge dick when it comes to uh, directing people uh, that are not the bride and groom or the wedding party per se. I think I, um, I think I probably seem like more of a dick than you do, though. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Because my sarcasm is... It's very evident. (laughs) But what are you going to do? Well, I think the next awkward interaction that I've had is with this one particular woman. Her daughter and her daughter's fiance were moving to Owen Sound. They were getting married. She was hiring a photographer. And I went to her house to go over a quote and everything. And, um... She knew my mother and she just kept coming back to the fact that she knew my mother. And then when I gave her a price, she just kept saying, well, I know your mother. And then she would like, look at me, like waiting for me to drop my prices. (laughs) And she'd be like, this is a little bit high. And I wasn't dropping my price. Like I had already given her a good deal. Good deal. Um, and she just kept, kept looking at me just, and we just sit there. I'd be like, well, this is, this is it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, They ended up going with someone else, but it was just like a little bit irritating and it was awkward as heck because there were long pauses and I almost wanted to be like, okay, if you're not interested, that's fine. Um, This is the best I can do for you. If not, like I almost wanted to like fire her before she had even hired me. And that's totally acceptable, too. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I became a photographist mm-hmm. and in order to fulfill a lifelong dream of not going to work at 9 a.m. and coming home at 5. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. Um, the I love being my own boss and all that. Those are great benefits. But photography for me was just was more than more than just a job. It was an outlet. It was it was great. It truly was something that or is something that I love doing. And so, I since I'm the since I'm the boss, I feel a responsibility to myself as also an employee, yeah. not to put myself in crappy situations. <laughs> that's a really and good way is, to look at it. <laughs> that's that's the only way you should oh be looking God. at it, in my opinion. So. Just like if I was if I was uh, your boss and you know your job was a photographer in my in my company, um, and I and I booked somebody really awful for you, you know you wouldn't be happy about that. P- 
uh, there's a really good chance that we wouldn't work together a very long time, especially if I was booking you very, very awkward and uh, very crappy clients all the time and giving them such good deals because they knew your mother mm-hmm. that um, at the end of the day, neither one of us really made any money. Um, so that situation is never good. Mm-hmm. And and I recommend to everybody, if you're ever in that situation, learn to say no. Uh, I know this episode at the beginning where we were, t- were discussing it, we kind of wanted it about um, awkward situations, how to deal with them and share some of our stories and how we overcome these awkward situations. But really, I feel like we should do this episode on how to say no. Perhaps yeah, that'll okay. be our next so, one. <laughs> yeah, first, first things uh, first. Um, I am only giving discounts to like my closest friends <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and even then uh i i you know it, it kind of bothers me because i do i do love a good deal and mm-hmm. i love shopping around for a good deal i've gotten good deals at ikea before where like i've talked them into dropping a price of, of shelving units that they didn't have in stock but they had an alternative for me and I had mentioned to them, yeah, but this this alternative is going to be more money. Like if, you know, I, I appreciate you suggesting it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just sell it to you for the same price. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ikea. Um, so like I, I'm definitely one of the people who loves a great deal. I love haggling. I, it's, it's fun. For me, it's actually more I'm of a social experiment. I'm just taking you shopping with me all the time now. <laughs> but at the same time. Um, what we do is, is built is we've built a brand and what we do, it may not be an essential service, but it's an important service and there's value attached to it. Now, if you've spent the time to price yourself accordingly, you are worth every penny. Then if you just looked at what your competition charges in the, in the area and you're like, well, everybody else charges $3,500 for a wedding. So I'm going to as well. But you are not worth Mm $3,500. You know what? That's one thing. So if you feel the need or feel comfortable discounting uh, $1,000 to $2,000 off your wedding packages, fill your boots. That's that's your prerogative. Reality is uh, we don't discount a single thing. We do not discount anything at all. What we do is we give complimentary product to people once in a blue moon. So... Um, I still, I want to build value in things. And that way, when, when somebody asks for a deal, I'll tell them, look, I got a great deal on canvas. Um, I can include a canvas for you. You know, it's value is $700, for example, just pulling that out of thin air. Mm -hmm. And that builds, um, that gives the, the canvas that you've given away for free, for example, uh, that gives it a value as well. That gives it a little bit more than just a free. Um, it, it makes it worth a little bit more than just free because you're saying, uh, look, I can't discount your wedding package. Um, I'm priced pretty much right on the money, but instead I could throw this in, right? And it's the same thing. It's, it's exactly the same thing as, again, buying a car when you, you go in and people are like, okay, well, I can't discount the car anymore, but I'll throw in five oil changes. Yeah. Right. So this is a common practice. Everybody does it and there's no need or reason to feel awkward about it. (laughs) Yeah, that is a big one. People usually feel pretty awkward when they're giving prices. So, and absolutely. And here's the, here's the thing. If, if you feel awkward when you're telling your price to a potential client, you need to do one of two things. 
immediately stop giving out prices and stop being in business if you have a hard time asking yeah. for a sale or revisit and maybe there's a reason why that price isn't the right price you know maybe you're maybe you are asking too much maybe you shouldn't be asking too much um maybe you're only worth uh, 80% of what you're asking and by lowering your price 20% you'll actually book 200% more weddings and or whatever it is you're trying to sell so uh little things like that need to be revisited and we'll definitely be doing an episode on uh, how to price yourself and what what you're worth and really explaining what profit is because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that um, um, well one of the things yeah. that i've done to sort of fix the whole price conversation um, and i've sort of just started doing this recently is try harder to set expectations in the people who are contacting me so i have prices on my website not packages but i give people an idea of how much families spend on family portraits um or on a wedding and then okay. in people's initial email to me, um, I'll come back to them with a, this is how much families or couples usually spend with me. Um, mm-hmm. And then here are some dates I'm available to, to uh, for your consultation kind of thing. Um, so that'll weed out some people who are contacting me. Um, so All I right. don't have to have the awkward conversation with people who just want to spend $200 on uh, portraits. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly it. I I'm a firm believer of putting your prices out there. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is looking at anything that has no price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, whether it's a car mm-hmm. <laughs> you're driving by and you're like, oh, I really like that black SUV. I wonder how much it is. And it just says like call for price, and you're just like, damn it, yeah. just tell me so I don't have to waste my time. Yep. Um. Down to, well, anything really, right? And it's and it kind of reminds me of um, how prices are set by uh, like people in India, for example. When they see you kind of checking things out, they're, what they're doing is they're reading you. And based on your level of interest in your eyes, they're, they're going to tell you the price based on that. So you could be walking by and seeing something really, really unique and asking for a price and they'll be like... That's uh, 1,000 rupees. <laughs> <laughs> and you could be like, okay. <laughs> when the next person walks by, goes, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. How much was it? You know, they're not too interested. Oh, it's 500 rupees. <laughs> the same thing. And I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Um, they're a lot more friendlier to their locals, obviously, than the tourists. Yeah. But still really, really funny. <laughs> um, long story short, there's no need to feel awkward, but you're not going to be able to avoid it. So how do you overcome this awkwardness? Um, Number one step is to be prepared and expect um, people to uh, basically push back on your price or, um, and not necessarily just price, but any questions. So uh, always be ready for things. Don't ask questions that you don't need the answer to, so to speak, right? (laughs) Um, like small talk, avoid small talk at all costs, uh, always be on topic, tell stories if you have to. Um, and that will, that will help people, you know, uh, the number one thing I would say is be relatable and try to relate by trying to relate. Uh, you're actually putting yourself on the same level as the individual you're conversing with or interacting with. And by being relatable, um, you know, you're, you're going to be more likable as well. 
Um, and that's that's the key. And at the end of the day, yeah, people open up so much when you're a likable person, when they feel comfortable with you. So make make people feel comfortable. They could be through a joke. It could be through being funny. Um, and like I said uh, earlier, when I photograph uh, families uh, during a wedding, if you don't want to take off your glasses, I will be a huge dick to mm. you, but I'll be a dick in such a funny way yeah. that, that it will make you laugh and it will make you feel guilty and stupid. But you'll realize this isn't my day. It's the bride's day. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do it just <laughs> once, you know. So, I like that asking questions part. Usually one of the first things I do with a couple is sit down and just ask, you know, simple questions like how long have you been together? How'd you meet? All of those things seem to lead into other areas of their life. Like absolutely. where'd you go to school? <laughs> um, what do you do for a living? You know, what's your family like? Do you have any siblings? No. Do you have a dog, whatever. Mm. And I find yeah. that stuff sort of just seems to loosen people up. And I really need to read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like, I really ought to actually read it. But apparently, the big deal is that, you know, you ask people questions because people like to answer questions about themselves. They like to talk about themselves. Hello, that is exactly what we do on this podcast once a week. (laughs) Um, So, and I am not very good at asking people questions, but I have found that when we actually get a good um, rapport going at the beginning of that meeting, um, people are more likely to spend a lot of money with me than if we don't. So if they're super quiet, um, and you know, not engaging, not answering my questions, you don't end up building as good of a relationship. And the more you talk, the more questions they answer, you know, the more likely they are to be like, we like her, we want to work with her. So yeah, you've just become friends, right? And the, the, the funny part is uh, the, the bride I told you about a little earlier, um, the one I had to fire, the awkward sauce one, mm-hmm. um, her, she actually called me a Bessie like by the time she left. Because it, it was, believe it or not, about a three-hour me- initial meeting. <laughs> we got along so well that I thought her fiancé was going to be like, okay, what's going on here, you two? <laughs> and then uh, you fired her. <laughs> And then I fired her, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Water under the yeah, bridge. Yeah, that'll um, happen with some people, though. So, yeah. No, so, you're right. Ask questions, interact with people, become a likable person. Yeah. That doesn't mean being fake. It just means being being uh, interesting. Yep. You know? Um, now, I do want to have... I do want to warn you about one thing. If you strongly believe about certain things, if you have beliefs about certain things, then... Watch what your face looks like yes. when people answer yep. these questions. So, for example, have you ever photographed a wedding, uh, Sophia, of anybody who met on Tinder? No, but I wouldn't be able to judge them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, nor maybe should I have. you judge people. I definitely have right? one coming up where they met online. Okay. So, everybody usually says online. But then I right? just, so I, I find out how they met, right? And then they tell me. And usually the yeah. ones who have met online are like, well, we met online. And I'm like, and then we, I get to launch into a conversation about the horrible, horrible experiences that I've had meeting people online. <laughs> meeting people online. <laughs> and then they well, usually laugh and like, was... yes, oh my God, like all of the duds that I met before I met this one. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen all the people I had to sleep with. I mean, awkward. <laughs> oh my goodness. Actually, I have a couple online weddings coming up now that I think about it. <laughs> That's, and how awesome is that? I think it's really cool. It, it is the new thing, you know, the millennial relationship 
starts online. It's just the way it is. Why not? So, (laughs) but about 10 years ago, I was photographing a wedding in Niagara Falls and I had asked this couple, um, how did you guys meet? And they both just said plenty of fish Mm -hmm. right away. (laughs) And my my problem was that I didn't know what it was. Yep. So I just looked at them like, huh? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we get that look from everybody. And then I go, huh? (laughs) Like plenty of what? (laughs) And it was more than 10 years ago. It was probably 2006 or so. Well, 11 years ago. Okay. So I'm not that different. So (laughs) I was just like, I don't know this. Service. What is this like, plenty is like, of fish? <laughs> I'm like, is it like Match.com? And they were really honest with each other. They're like, it's like Match.com, but you're not really looking for a match. Uh-huh. You're more looking for a hookup. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, so this sounds it like a good well. story. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and they they told the story, you know. So I I was able to kind of get lucky because these are the people who were really cool about it and they were like really upfront yeah. about it like yeah this kind of started as a hookup and you know we liked each other and after we hooked up we didn't hook up with anybody else like it was you know i was like because because i asked them when did you meet they're like five months ago like, are you expecting something else and they're like no we just this is this is this be- as good as it gets this is the best thing that's going to happen to one, e- either one of us um and we like what we have and we don't want to not have it and i still have her on my facebook uh, <laughs> as one of my friends they're still together they have three children now three kids <laughs> like it's fantastic so but my <laughs> my suggestion is this to you when um when i was talking to uh, my my class I, I i teach a wedding and portrait photography class and when i was talking to uh, my class i think last year i, I mentioned this story Half of them literally made faces like, what? Oh, that's weird. (laughs) And I said, don't do that in real life. You're going to be in a situation where you're going to ask somebody, how did you guys meet? Um, Because I I tell them, you know, engage, make make yourself likable. Uh, And somebody's going to say Tinder and you're going to say, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll put you into a really bad situation where it's going to be really awkward and they're just going to look for an excuse to, you know, get up and walk away. (laughs) So uh, be prepared for any answers. And uh, I've even had uh, met a a client where they were third cousins. Ooh, that's (laughs) interesting. Third cousins getting married. Okay, my parents had the same last name before they got married. That's always a fun discussion. There you go. And Lemon is not a common name. (laughs) You have I told you this? Like I've gone to the hospital before, and they're like, "What's your last name?" Lemon. What was your mother's maiden name? Lemon. Lemon. No, the name she had before she was married. Yes, it was Lemon. (laughs) Like God. (laughs) See, I would take advantage of that situation. I'd be like, "Oh, you mean her maiden name?" Yeah. Lemon, <laughs> you dicks. <laughs> and I do that all the time. I have to admit, I love situations like that, and it gets me in trouble all the time too. But to be honest, I wouldn't have it any. Other I think way. I would be more surprised by two people named Smith getting married than something like lemon. Than lemon, because like with lemon, you're like, wow, that's unusual. But with Smith, I feel like I'd be like, this is weird. <laughs> 
This is well, sure. Kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> they made Smith, a movie Smith, they about should, it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Smith Smith. <laughs> lemon Lemon. <laughs> Good thing their name's not Pizza. <laughs> pizza Pizza. I have said that I am not changing my last name if I ever get married unless I marry a guy named Lime and then I will hyphenate <laughs> Lemon Lime. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> I feel like this episode has just ended. Like, I, this is it. I think we're beyond being helpful at all. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way, and neither would our listeners. Oh and if you are one of our listeners and you decided to stick around until the Good end, job. and you really enjoyed this episode, I don't blame you. This was one of our best. Speaking of five stars yeah. for sure, speaking, all around. Speaking of awkward, I think I'm gonna screenshot Petro's and my conversation about trying to uh, like plan this recording. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was funny. And that might go on the group as. Um, uh, illustration of how awkward yeah, how, how we plan our, our recordings <laughs> right there were some swears <laughs> the thing is um i never read into text because uh i'm i fall victim to this all the time where people think that i'm angry or upset mm-hmm. and oh my goodness um this even happened yesterday <laughs> with with a group of photographers oh, no. who i hope some of them are listeners <laughs> anyways um I never read into things and just because certain words are put together into a sentence and sent over a, a you know, iMessage doesn't mean that you are frustrated or that you're not frustrated or you're angry or you're happy. I just, I just don't really care. I don't read into it and I hope people not, never read into mine. But yesterday I was, as I was reading yours, I was like, she might be upset. <laughs> when I swore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you were being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it and sometimes i'm just dumb on purpose you know just to well, get it's a, hard a, a to tell like i hate trying to make plans with people when you're like this is when i'm free and then they're like um would this time work no i told you when i'm free uh what about this time no <laughs> so then i'm like let's just do it the next day and you're like well what about that original time that you said well it sounds like you're busy then Hmm, that's awesome. But I never said I was busy. You can't assume. You that's the thing. Are such a thing. You can't assume. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I told you. If you're yeah, telling me that, that you would rather do it another time, then I'm going to automatically assume that you are not free at that time. <laughs> but you can't because it's like it's like being you know, you know you go to a really fancy wedding and they have a person carving your meat for you and they're like chicken or beef and you're like fish. I want both. <laughs> or yeah, do you have any fish? Oh, he must not eat chicken or beef. Um, no, I never said that. I just asked if you have fish. <laughs> well, we don't have fish. Yeah, you're annoying. <laughs> so you need to just into... answer the questions directly. I can't. Talk to Hannah. Uh, it, it, she gets really frustrated with yeah, me Oh too. yeah, I bet uh, she does. Like, oh my goodness, just, just answer. <laughs> Is that what she says? Just answer the original question. Yeah, but she's she's super cool. She's she puts up with a lot. She deserves a medal. She's a hero. Oh, I believe that. So Oh well. You can find us on doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash thirty-three. Mm-hmm. That's where we're gonna keep the show notes for this. 
five stars is well deserved, I believe. Oh, yeah. You can give a you can give us five stars on doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. Uh, that's where you can subscribe to our podcast as well. It comes out every week on a Wednesday. And uh, our artwork was uh, provided to us by Benjamin Edward. And the soundtrack to this amazing episode was uh, downloaded from Ben Sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we welcome any topic suggestions, uh, questions. Uh, you know, if you have concerns or comments, we don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can still voice them. Um, on the Double Exposure Show group, and we'd like you to join our conversation and be part of it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Tell your friends. That's that's what that's what I want to oh, say. Yes. Last yeah. is tell your tell friends. Your friends. I have I have a All fun right. anecdote for that for next week's episode. All right. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>